Superman, Red Sun. Time travelers, it's me, Matt Anderson, and I'm just minutes away from meeting with our friend Evan David online to discuss Superman, one of Evan's favorite characters. So let's go ahead right now and get to that conversation that I have, though I will be having, with Evan David. Hello, Evan David. Hello, hey Matt, how are you? How's it going? It's going pretty good. I, just a few seconds ago, I quickly did an intro where I said could do the music and then said, here comes Evan David, a huge fan of Superman. So give it to us. How much do you like Superman? Oh, uh, a lot. He's not only my favorite comic book character, but my favorite fictional character, period. Oh, it's going to be great to talk to you about this. We've been discussing the idea of doing this for a while. and It, it has been tough to get my schedule lined up with yours just because of... Uh, well, I, you probably know I recently moved and yes. uh, just family stuff in general. So glad that we could finally get this on the calendar. But I feel like, have we been talking about reviewing Red Sun for over a year? I think so. The last episode we did together was when we first talked about it, <laughs> which was... When was that? I don't know. It's it's on the comic book time machine. It's the casual or off-the-cuff comic book conversations is what it was called. All right. I right. can't remember. I'm going to look it up right now. It was released. Uh, okay. Why don't you now? You had also mentioned us talking about Man of Steel, uh, the recent miniseries. I didn't read anything other than the first issue, but as you just kind of can you tease what's happening in that series without spoiling anything? Well, okay, so this is the it's the follow up to Action Comics 1000, and it's also the uh, it's the next series or the next arc in line after Superman, all the rebirth stuff. Uh, and Brian Michael Bendis is writing it. <clears throat> and I don't want to, I can't really say too much about it without spoiling it. Uh, but basically, uh, they're bringing Clark Kent back in a big way where he's, he's actually going to be, uh, doing stuff in his civilian reporter identity. Uh, that's going to be meaningful to the universe as well as, the Superman stuff. So that's one thing that's going on. And then there's a new uh, villain that Bendis has created. And uh, he is uh, interesting, I will say. And uh, that's all I will say. So let me ask you this. I know that during Dan Juergen's recent run on Action Comics, um, actually, I should say a different way. Um, They had Action Comics during Rebirth, but also Superman. And in the Superman title, there was a big focus on superman's son john so is john going to be a big part of the bendis run uh you can't tell from reading these comic books but i listened to a uh interview with brian michael bendis and he said yes he will be so interesting hooray great well and uh, i also have another question for you superman related uh before we dive into red sun have you ever played the video game injustice gods among us yeah both of them okay i've never played the second one but i loved the first one and I, it didn't hit me the first time I read this. Uh, so I read Red Sun back in 2015 for the first time. And just today, I finished reading this one for the second time. Actually, I think I, I basically read it in full other than just a little bit. 
uh, today for for this episode. I didn't pick up on it the first time I read it, but it does have some Injustice vibes. Uh, but I think this one came out first, right? What year did this oh, come yeah. out? Way before. Uh, I was reading this when I was like 13 or something. So I don't know. Early 2000s? I just looked it up. 2000s? I just looked it up. 2003. Nice. So, yeah. And then Injustice came out 10 years later. I think it came out in 2013. Yeah. I mean, Injustice is playing a lot off of a, a bunch of alternate universe stories. And I, I thought it was a lot more like... Um, uh, the what do you call it? the Justice Lords story uh, from uh, the Justice League television show, the animated series. Okay, so I don't play a lot of video games. In fact, almost none. So Injustice okay. is the only video game I've played, I think, in the last five plus years. But I am excited to check out wow. Injustice Two eventually. Yeah, it's see, I like the first one because. It's an alternate universe, right? In the the real Justice League, our Justice League has to come over and and kind of help steer the ship back to where it was. But in the second one, it's all in the Injustice universe. Okay. So okay. Th- there is no good Superman. It's all just he's evil. So you probably hate that. Yeah, I did. All right. Well, what, and, and what, and what funny story about this? So I'm playing through all the story mode and I'm trying to beat it, right? And at the very last level. You get to pick who you want to play as, Superman or Batman. And whoever you don't play as, that's the person you're fighting. So I instinctively pick Superman because obviously he's my favorite. But then I realize halfway through the fight, wait a second, I pick Superman. If I win, this is going to be horrible because he's evil. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. Oh, man. <laughs> so. You know, so speaking of evil Superman, we're about to get into spoilers for Red Sun. So we do recommend you go check out Red Sun before we do this in-depth oh, absolutely. conversation. We both love this it. This is one of the best Superman graphic novels. Like, even though it's an alternate story, you know, and it's an alternate timeline sort of thing, uh, it's still a great exploration of the character, uh, even though it's a huge departure from what he normally is doing. Yeah, exactly. And, and what, what made me think of it is when you're talking about the Injustice Superman being evil... Uh, you know, you pick up this book and you think, okay, this is going to be a Superman who was raised in Russia, and how has that changed the world? You're thinking he's going to be a bad guy, but he's not necessarily evil. He makes some bad no, choices, yeah. but he's not evil the way Injustice Superman starts to become evil. No, Injustice Superman has snapped. He is, he's lost it, and he needs a lot of therapy. This Superman in Red Sun, he's just raised differently, so he's still very much the same person but he he's interpreting his personality through diff- a different belief system and it's resulting in some different choices hey before we get into red sun let me ask you this i think i've heard you mention this on strangers and aliens or at least talk around this subject but if you go back to the justice league movie that we got last fall uh there was a small hint of superman turning bad but then uh he snaps out of it i right. think that they're probably in some sort of original planet at some point there was going to be uh, longer parts of the movie or even the two movie original combo they had planned where Superman would have been uh, kind of more lined up with his Injustice version rather than the traditional one. Uh, where, where do you line to that? Do you agree oh, with I that? Oh, I totally think you that, agree? yeah. yeah. I, where, where do you think they were going to go with the Justice League movie series for the beginning of Superman's story? Right. Well, I think that they, they were going to bring Superman back to life and then it was going to go south. And 
he was going to be evil or whatever. He was going to be clouded and dark side could then use him as a pawn and take control of him. And that's how they would end number one on a cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. And then number two, or they would, and they would also end, uh, with Bruce sending flashback in time to warn everybody as we saw in Batman V Superman, but that never happened. Let's just forget that ever happened because who cares? Yeah, isn't that kind of sad that that will never pay off? Probably. <laughs> I know. <laughs> who cares about continuity? We don't. We just like explosions and stuff. So one one of my favorite scenes in Batman v Superman is that nightmare that Batman has, where he sees this dystopian potential future, and I think that we were going to legitimately see that in a movie. I think that Superman was going to take over the world. I don't think so. I think it was going to go start going down that road, but I don't think it would have ever gotten to the point of Batman's dream. Actually, you no, know, it probably would have been hard to come back from that. So you're probably right. Yeah, but but that's the whole reason for that is because, you know, since Flash warned him, he would have been able to prevent what was going to happen. Yeah. But I think they would have dove way further down that rabbit hole than we got in. Because uh, we got we got a brief very brief uh allusion to that where you know batman's like i've got my secret weapon and it was lois lane which is exactly what flash told him yeah lois, in the is, dream the, yeah, lois is the key yeah I, so I'm, I'm with you yeah that probably it, would have happened way later yeah it kind of pays off but not really in a satisfying way yeah i guess you're right in a sense even though we didn't actually see it happen it does in a sense close a loop but we'll, we'll probably never see flash go back in time no, well, and that's the thing with time travel is, you know, now he doesn't need to go back in time because yeah. the timeline has been fixed mm -hmm. because he went back in time before. So we're potentially in an alternate timeline and the original timeline was the one where Batman's dream was set. I actually hate that kind of time travel storytelling because it kind of says, like, how does anything ever start? Because everything keeps getting changed. So if you ever watch the TV show Lost, they do time travel perfect where... The time travel saying they have is whatever happened, happened. So if it happens in this scene, it's not new. It always happened, even though there is time travel involved. Mm. I like Back to the Future time travel. That's my favorite type. I mean, I love, I love Back to the Future, but they kind of mess, mess around with time travel a little bit. But what, what do you yeah, like? Yeah, but I like it because it's not like the if we change something, it's a new branch of reality. You know, it. it they don't do that. It's when you change something, it does change the future. There's only one timeline mm -hmm. and the things you do or don't do matter. I hear Whereas you. But then that, it's almost like yeah. the time driven machine becomes a parallel universe, uh, crossing over machine rather than just time travel. Right. And I don't like that. Yeah. All right. Let's get to red sun. Everybody's waiting for it. Why, okay. why did you want to talk about red sun? Look, I already said it's one of my favorite uh, Superman graphic novels. I think it's one of the best ones. And uh, obviously it's about Superman, so I'll talk Superman any day of the week. Uh, and I think you had said a long time ago on one of the comic book time machines that you were going to read this. And I was like, hey, if you want someone to talk about it with, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, uh, I, you know, this is the kind of story that's just been hyped up for so long i knew i was gonna have to get to it eventually and yeah. it was definitely worth it uh five stars for me what did you give it five stars obviously awesome yeah i'd probably give it five stars or close to that 
it's it's just solid. It's I don't know how many individual issues went into it because I've only read it in graphic novel form, right. but man, it's just a great complete story and it actually is a complete story and it kind of well yeah are we, we in spoilers yeah we're in spoilers yeah <laughs> it's a loop it is a loop it's, it's crazy a time loop i wasn't expecting that no neither was i even so, on, on my second read i forgot that that was where they were going and yeah. so i was re-surprised superman is not from krypton he's from earth but it's so far in the future that everybody on Earth has become Superman. And so his parents send him back in time. And when he arrives in Russia, he's basically the Superman we know we know and love. So uh, I did a little research to find out how many issues was this originally, because it felt like as you're reading, it feels just like three issues, but they were longer issues. So here it is. Superman Red Sun was originally published as three issues in the prestige format. Nice. OK. Yeah. So there it is. And each each issue kind of takes you, it's a different time in Superman's life from a young man, middle age, and then as he's getting older. Yeah. So, for example, there is a Red Sun version of Batman, but he's really not that main of a character. And I'm kind of glad that it's not Batman who has to save the day. Yeah. Well, it, you'll find in a lot of these Elseworld stories that, you know, they they try to explore how the change that they've made will affect the DC universe at large. So we get cameos from Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, uh, Bizarro, you know, several people. Yeah, Dr. Savannah, Hal yeah. Jordan, Barry Allen is mentioned. We see mm-hmm. Iris Allen. Oh, uh, Green Arrow is there, but he's never Green Arrow. He's just Oliver who is working for the Daily Planet. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. I See, I've, I d- haven't read it recently, but I read it so many times as a teenager. I feel like I... I've got the story, the the main points down. Totally. Um, uh, I forgot Green Lantern was going to be in this thing, that and that actually played a pretty big role in the final, uh, well, yeah, kind of the climax of the whole story. I I really like uh, this version of Green Lantern. You know, I wouldn't like it as a main continuity thing, but I like what they did with him and how they, because uh, you know, they're saying you know he mentally built this prison when he was in a prison camp. And he built it in his mind in real time. And so he has so much focus and so much imagination that he's the perfect one to wield the ring. Uh, who do you think is the real hero of this story? You know, that's a hard one. And I think there are... I think there's two. I think there's two heroes. One is Superman and one is Lex Luthor. Okay. Yeah, that's and, the, that's the question. Is Lex Luthor the the hero because he's not good? I'm not saying he's a good guy, but right. he does set out to accomplish a goal and he does execute that goal. Yeah, and it's has uh really great ramifications for the rest of the human race. Exactly. When he does what he does. Uh and so Superman, you know, he's a hero in the sense that uh he he wants peace and happiness for everybody. And in his younger days, he's definitely all about that. And, and, you know, truth, justice, uh, protect the innocent, that sort of stuff. But then as he gets older and he becomes the leader of his country, uh, and especially, you know, making friends with Brainiac, he gets lost a little bit and doesn't quite see the path that he's on 
and how damaging it can be because he starts lobotomizing people. Yeah, it's kind of messed up. I mean, yeah, so I earlier, earlier we said he's not evil, but I might have to take that back because he does lose his way. But is that oh, Brainiac? He definitely loses his way. Is it Brainiac's influence or because he shows he has the same heart and same character early in yeah. the book, but then he does, yeah, he does lose his way. So I don't know. Maybe he is evil. Maybe Luthor is I, the hero. I don't know if he's evil. Well, yeah, he's not evil at the end. We know that. Superman is? No, he's not. Yeah, yeah. No, because he, he changes his ways and sees what, what he was doing is wrong. Like, his eyes were opened. So, um, you know, I think that's evil in the sense of, you know, like a lost person coming to know the Lord. You know, they when they, they have their eyes open and they come to their senses and they see the truth, they look back on what they've done and they're like, oh man, I had no idea that this was wrong or that this was wrong. You know, I, I had no clue. And so I think that's something that uh, you could apply to this Superman when he's doing some of this stuff. Uh, I, I don't think you can apply that to Injustice Superman because he grabs Billy Batson's face and he visions his brain out. Does that happen in the comic or in the video game? The video game. Oh, I don't remember that. Dang. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, let me ask you this. Okay. At the very end, so I, you know, we've already said enough spoilers here, but I, so I'm just going to ask you different questions from throughout the book. At the very okay. end, Lois Lane has sort of the trump card that Luthor is going to use on Superman. It is mm -hmm. a one-line note uh, that is supposed to dismantle how Superman sees himself. Mm -hmm. Do you remember this? Yeah. Uh, it's the main climax of the book. Yeah, so this is this is the very end. This is how Luthor beats uh, Superman. And the, the sentence is, it's, a, it's actually a question. Why don't you just put the whole world in a bottle, Superman? Question mark. And so this ties into what we've seen earlier in the film, or earlier in the book. Uh, Brainiac, before he was working with Superman, he took Stalingrad. Shrunk it down mm -hmm. just like he did to the bottle city of Kandor. And so now a piece of Russia is in a bottle. And for his entire life as a, as a leader here, Superman's trying to figure out how to fix this problem. Because Brainiac never had a plan to resize things. He just was collecting and storing information and shrinking things down. All right. So, again, reading the question then, Luther asks, why didn't you just put the whole world in a bottle? And then Superman breaks down. He's crying. He gives up. This is how the book ends. I'm not really positive the full extent of the meaning of this. Is he just saying that Superman's overstepped his bounds? If he really wants to watch over everything, why not just shrink everything down? What? What? Do you, how did you take this line? He's he's saying that he's he's just like Brainiac, you know. And, and Superman uh, recognized that Brainiac is a tyrant and a villain, mm -hmm. and so the Brainiac that Superman is friends with. He thinks he's reprogrammed him and re reused him as a productive machine thing. Right. But like a little robot really, helper. Yeah. Really, he's still the evil tyrant he always was. And so Lex Luthor has revealed to Superman through that line that, hey, guess what? You are just like him because you are you don't you, you give people peace and prosperity, but they don't have freedom. Okay. And you've taken that away from them. And uh, just like Brainiac did with the people in the bottle, like the people in the bottle, they're fine. 
but they can never leave their little city. You know, they yeah. don't have freedom. Yeah, so by this point in the story, basically the entire world, other than the United States and, I don't know, maybe Chile. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I think Chile is brought up in this story, but I'm not sure if at this point it is true. But there's like two, at one point there were only two uh, democracies left. And maybe in the third chapter, it was only the United States. I'm not sure. But so the whole world is basically the Soviet Union. Yeah. Uh, and so, and Superman is, I think it is just down to the United States because Superman's going to invade and complete his plan. He's going to invade the United States, take it over by force, and now the entire world will be under his control. Yep. So Luthor is basically it, but, saying. But it's for the good of the people, not for his power. Right. So you think Luthor is just saying. When he says, why don't you put the whole world in a bottle? Like Now that you've conquered the whole thing. I, I guess I don't. I still don't fully get it. That he's just saying you're just as bad as Brainiac. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's that's another sentence he could have written in there. You're just as bad as Brainiac. But I think the other one is a little bit more poetic yeah. and pierces the heart, you know. Yeah. So I, I think that's his main point. So the line yeah. works for me in the sense that I can see that the ramifications it has. But I think. Not that I needed it to be right on the nose, but I don't think I fully grasped what he was trying to get across. But it does say that, that Luther is a nine-level genius, ninth-level yeah. genius, and Brainiac's 12, so he's not that far behind Brainiac. This yeah. story depicts uh, Lex Luthor, who's, I mean, he's always intelligent in comics, but this is like a next-level genius. Yeah, his his genius in the main comics fluctuates, uh, but typically in like... Extra, extra canonical stuff. He's like the smartest human ever. Uh, yeah, I think that at some point in the story that he mentioned that his plan was a forty-year plan. Like he had laid the groundwork for this through different, like putting different pieces on the board over forty years. Yeah, <laughs> and it all went off without a hitch. All right, tell me the, what your thoughts were on Wonder Woman in the story. I liked her. I I liked how. Uh, she is the love interest for Superman, and I think you know that's that's who he would pick uh, if Lois wasn't there. Well, she's not exactly the love interest. She's interested in him, but he never takes it beyond friendship. And there's even some implications that he's possibly manipulating her, knowing how she feels about him, and gain him gain her to serve his Soviet Union purposes. Mm. You're right. I just remember that dancing scene. Yeah, I mean, where they're fl- where they're flying and dancing. Uh, so yeah, so they they meet at a dance, but they're never actually romantic. They just work together for the Soviet Union until the very end when she changes sides. Uh, so, what do you think about her changing sides? Do you think that that was because she realized he was a bad guy, or because she was lovesick? Uh no, I I think it, it's true to her character because not only is uh. You know, when when she sacrifices herself to set Superman free from Batman, uh, you know, he, Superman does kind of use her to to do that. Mm-hmm. And she realizes, you know, he really doesn't care necessarily about me. He cares about the big picture of his perfect little world working the way he wants it to. Yeah, why did that? hurt her so bad so basically what happens listeners just to catch you back up is she batman has tied her up with her own lasso of truth and 
Superman says, I need you to help break me out of this jail that Batman has put me in. It's got uh, red lights, kind of like a red sun type thing. Uh, and she, he says, I know it's going to hurt you, but you need to break free from your lasso. So she uses all her strength and she tears the lasso and s- something happens to her that I can't really explain. Do you know what exactly happened? No, because they, they change the rules for Wonder Woman all the time. Okay. Um, like her so hair changes to gray. She's yeah. weak. She goes months without talking. I mean, years after years, she kind of snaps out of it. But something changed inside of her. Maybe made her less powerful. Yeah. Or well, it's it's you know it's magic. She's because in this one, I'm pretty sure she's still the the clay version of Wonder Woman. Yeah, that probably makes um, sense. And so I think somehow she's mystically bonded to that lasso. And so when she snapped it, it is like she's losing a part of herself. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So so in recent comics, I'm sure you've read it because you you purchase everything from Rebirth and Superman. So in the last year, there was a storyline in the Superman series where uh, different Superman from across the multiverse were being kidnapped. Do you remember this? I read the first issue of this and decided to skip the rest of it because I don't like the multiverse stuff. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) We're the exact opposite because in comics, comics, there's nothing that I like more than the multiverse. I mean, that. yeah. And so, I mean, I believe it was the opening scene of this story that has the Superman from the Prime Universe, or maybe it was Earth Zero, teaming up with Red Sun Superman. Yeah. And you still didn't. Still don't like it. It's your favorite, one of your favorite Superman stories of all time. Red Sun Superman has a rare appearance, and you're like, ah, I'm good. Yeah. So you never read this. So you still to this day, you've never read it. No, I have the comics. They're in my drawer or my my boxes. Wait, so you bought it, but you didn't read it? Yep. Why even buy it then? Well, because I I wanted to get the whole collection. But why not not just read it if you're going to buy it anyways? Well, sure, I'll get around to it. It just like, it totally lost me. Like by the okay. second issue, I'm like, I don't care. About it was only, this I think all. it was only like two or three issues long. It was a really yeah, short I story. I know. <laughs> Man, you got to get back into that because it, it, did you ever read uh, Grant Morrison's Multiversity? No. Oh, see, Ben, Daniel, and myself were covering it here on this very show. We didn't actually finish covering the final issues, but I love that series. And it ties right into that Superman short storyline because. Uh, this team of heroes from across the multiverse help Superman. Yeah, I I cannot stand Grant Morrison, and I cannot stand uh, multiverse stuff. Man. Well, I can. I just it's not my favorite thing. Here's where I land on Grant Morrison. I sometimes love his work, and I sometimes don't like it that much. But I think I lean more towards a fan. So uh, see, okay, I will say that I do like some of his stuff, like his All Star Superman stuff. Right. Exactly. Was was great. And it's awesome, and it's weird and quirky and Silver Age, but I hate it when he tries to bring that stuff into the main continuity. Okay. Yeah, I think he's pretty good. So, loved Multiversity. This is my favorite thing by Morrison, I think. But what do you have against multiverse stories? It's a staple in comic books. Yeah, I know. I just... It's not my favorite thing. Like, I don't hate them, but it's just not my favorite thing. But why? What don't you like about... Like, I'll tell you what I do like, and you tell me what's not good about that. I love seen recognizable characters in unrecognizable situations so red sun for example you've got well i already mentioned oliver queen is working for the daily planet you've got a different version of hal jordan but he even in this different version he still manages to 
uh, get connected to the Green Lantern ring. I like how sometimes uh, there seems to be some sort of inevitability, or even in the multiverse, some things are just drawn together. And why is that? Okay, uh, let me let me clarify. I like I like the alternate stories. I don't like it when they intersect and cross over. What? That's even better. Yeah. No, <laughs> I don't like that. Okay, tell me why. It's because like, like especially with Superman, I just want to read about Superman being awesome and being you know the hero and stuff. And I I just I don't like it when you know you cross over with a bunch of other different versions of him. I just it's not my favorite thing. Like I. I liked it a little better when I read spider verse Yeah, because they're not really like a lot of them aren't alternate versions of Peter Parker, right? You got spider Gwen and you got, uh, Dr. Octopus in Spider-Man's body and you have the clones and stuff. So they're all like different, unique characters. They're not just alternate versions of Peter. Okay. So let me ask you this. Do you hate the classic storyline crisis on infinite earths? I still haven't read all the way through. Guess what? I haven't either. I'm covering it on this very yeah, I show, know. I know. and I think I'm on. I mean, behind the scenes, I have finished a few issues that I haven't released uh, here in the feed, but I think I still have maybe issues 11 and 12, or issues 10, 11, and 12. I mean, I've definitely read yeah. issue nine, and I think I left off here uh, covering issue eight. But okay, but I'm on. I'm on number seven, and. Uh, uh, but I still know what happens at the end. So yeah. I, I think that's why I don't I care as much because it's such a well-known story. I know all of the major story beats and I wasn't reading comics at this time. So all of the non-major story beats don't really matter to me because they're about characters that I'm not attached to. So I like reading it for the history of it. But I've been reading this off and on for about four years. Yeah. Maybe even more. It, I feel like it's a slog to get through, man. It's just... It's so dense, mm-hmm. you know. So, but with that being said, you've read seven issues. So, do you not like that type of story where Earth One Superman and Earth Two Superman are like, "Hey, we gotta help people." Okay, let's do it. No, not really. Man, what is wrong like, with you? <laughs> <laughs> I like just let's just stay in the same universe, and he can team up with other people that aren't him. Man, I just, just not my favorite. I just love multiverse stuff so much. Uh, some great stuff recently uh, in Marvel has been the Marvel 2-in-1 has had some great Marvel or uh, multiverse stuff. Hey, did you read? So you read Spider-Verse. Did you ever read Secret Wars from uh, about three Oh, I didn't finish that one. It, did you not finish it because of the multiverse stuff or just because you didn't like the story? I just didn't like it. All right. What, what's happened in DC <laughs> recently that's been multiverse? What about Convergence? You read Convergence, right? I did like Convergence, yeah. So what did you like about and- that? So convergence isn't necessarily multiverse stuff. It, it, there is some of it in there, but it's uh, it was taking from like different points in the timeline, you know. So it was cool to for them to bring back like Hal Jordan parallax, you know, and he came back for a little bit, and they used and they used the um, what do you call it the the story to bring back. A uh, real Superman, non non new fifty two Superman. Yeah, basically the rebirth Superman came back in convergence. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why I really like that story. But I only read like the main stuff uh where it's the heroes from Earth 2 and then I read a couple of offshoots uh ones that with about characters that I cared about like Sandra Kane, Batgirl and Dick Grayson. Okay. Uh I was just thinking I want to ask you some questions about 
that aren't related to Red Sun or the multiverse, but maybe we should end this episode when we okay. and then we can just do a casual comic talk off the cuff. Sure. Because Sounds we good. were talking about when was that episode? That episode was episode 99 of this podcast. Uh, and we released it in or on May 7th, 2017. So the most okay, re- so it's not that long ago. Yeah, I mean, it was about a year ago. So I mean, over year a year. <laughs> I right. was thinking it was longer than that. <laughs> so Red Sun, love it. Five stars. Um, yes. Uh, I'm trying to think if I can give you any closing thoughts. I mean, I'd heard a lot about it beforehand, uh, but it lived up to the hype. And that's hard to do when there's been a story that you've heard about for years and years and you finally get to it. You, you expect, well, it'll probably be OK, but can it live up to the hype? This one does. Yeah, I think it's the best Elseworld out there. Uh, I like how not everything in the story is black and white. Uh, there are some shades of gray here, and you mm-hmm. have to try to figure out uh, who exactly is on the side of good. Is anybody on the side of good? I'm not even now. I'm not positive. I All think right. Superman ends up on the side of good. Yeah, and that ending is pretty awesome. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna hit the music. You won't be able to hear it. Um, okay. And then we'll come back for just a short uh, off-the-cuff comic conversation. And then, oh, and then we can tease an upcoming project that we have. So, listeners, yes. be ready for that. So, uh, all right, oh, Evan, go ahead and say some last words. Like I said, you won't hear the music, but they will, and then we'll be out of here. So, uh, you say some closing lines, and I'll close it up. Okay. Uh, stay safe, kids. Make good choices. And Godspeed. Well, that's all from here. I'm Anderson, signing off. <laughs>